You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on The Cooligans, we are talking about the U.S. men's national team really getting, I guess, revenge on Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> really, uh, you know, they, they were holding on to a lot, uh, clearly. And we're also talking about Lionel Messi, the contract leaks, the drama, uh, and how much is he hated in, in Barcelona at the moment? <laughs> That's right. Plus, we talked to Dennis Crowley, who not only owns Foursquare, uh, Kingston Stock Game, but also Street FC, and also potentially, Christian and I pitch a few uh, business ideas that may or may not be legal. That <laughs> and more today on The Cooligans! What's up, guys? Landon Donovan here, and I got to kick it with The Cooligans today. Keep following, keep listening, keep watching. See you guys soon. Yeah, baby! Let's go. Bring it. Bring the energy. Where am okay. I bringing it to? <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a snowstorm. All right. We Bruh. have to. We're, we're, it's a snow day. It's been a snow day for about 10, 10 and a half months. So that's yeah. been pretty cool. <laughs> hey, we get to stay home today. And I just start crying. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right. I'm Alexis Guerrero. All right. We are your favorite stand up comedians that host the funniest soccer show right here. On Football Sports Network. I it also happens to be the gulliest. So watch back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know, you know, you, you, it's not often that you have a television show threaten you uh, at the top of the show, but you know, it's a little Welcome. bit of a, a warning, a disclaimer. Okay. This isn't like uh, th- those other soccer shows, right? Right. Somebody just thought, should I return this Samsung smart TV? <laughs> <laughs> it just, upon putting it on. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know my LCD was going to bully me, but okay. <laughs> Babe, maybe we should have gone with the Vizio. This, one, <laughs> this one's too gully for, my, for, for our foyer. I don't know if you put a TV in the foyer. <laughs> Uh, man, uh, yeah, look, a lot to discuss uh, today. Uh, I'm excited about today's show because we are going to be joined by Dennis Crowley, uh, owner. our future business partner, our future business partner. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we 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 let him know about uh, all the lingo, the slang of uh, you know of how how business is done in these streets, fam. I, right. Yo, Reddit <laughs> took over the, the the stock market. We're about to show you how to streets are about to take over the fortune 500 you know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. Okay. It's, uh, it, and it's 500. That's how it's pronounced. Uh, <laughs> fortune. So, <laughs> so uh, Dennis Crowley, he's the owner of Kingston Sake. He's also uh, the, the creator of Foursquare. Uh, and he's also, uh, you know, one of the co-founders of Street FC. Uh, so we have a lot to discuss uh, with him. He's uh, a busy guy. Very much so, yeah. Uh, just like we are, okay. That's like business business people, you know. Yeah. It's just a business <laughs> yeah. meeting. That's mostly what I got a briefcase. Nothing's <laughs> in it, but I got it. I'm about to bust you over the head with it. Start okay. this meeting. <laughs> yeah, I found it on the Brooklyn sidewalk, but it works. Okay, <laughs> can you open it because I hear a ticking. <laughs> the, uh, let's start with the U.S. men's national team. Uh, the, the U.S. men's national team played uh, their, their first uh, game this year. And uh, against Trinidad and Tobago, and uh, you know, we, we usually when when we 
when we hear Trinidad and Tobago, we you get know, PTSD. PTSD, we get- <laughs> the Trump flashbacks. Where, what was I doing? Where was I? Uh, you know, it's like it's like where it's like where where were you when Kennedy got shot? That is right. how uh, people feel. This is our Kennedy getting shot when the U.S. men's national team didn't make uh, the World Cup. Yes, it's completely and just like equivalent. the last time. Just like the last time, the day after the match, we're also not in the World Cup yet. You know. <laughs> Damn you, Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> uh, were you, was Trinidad and Tobago on the grassy knoll? Anyway. <laughs> the uh, uh, The U.S. men's national team played a friendly uh, against uh, Trinidad and Tobago. They won seven to nothing. Yeah. What? I will say, look, yes, this was USAC squad, but Trinidad and Tobago hasn't played, for most of the players, as a nation, they haven't played a, a match since 2019. In fact, the coach... A dude by the name of Fenwick, a uh, British guy. Um, he got the job in 2019. This is the first time he's had to coach. What a wonderful thing. Imagine you got a job and started getting paid, and you're like, you don't have to get here for a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, I, I, so I signed the contract, and I'm immediately on a sabbatical? Okay, you know? <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> How many sick days? <laughs> right away. <laughs> is this going to damage my 401k? <laughs> oh, my... My sick days uh, expire, but, you know, I, I, I guess I'll, I'll make the most of it. Uh, so, uh, no, but this was, uh, it, it, look, Trinidad and Tobago, not not in uh, the, uh, the the best of situations, as, as far as when it comes to fitness, but as, uh, organization or anything like that. Uh, but the, the U.S. men's national team did what the U.S. women's national team does to everybody, you know? Yeah, I don't really care what situation you're currently in. Mm-hmm. I'm out here trying to shine because, uh, you know, maybe I'm not playing against you, but I am playing against, uh, you know, the the roster that Greg Berhalter will will choose. Uh, right. You know, it really became qualifiers. a, if you got issues, why don't you deal with it when you have the ball? Because we're going to deal with our own issues when we have the ball. Okay, because we're having like an internal thing right now, <laughs> yeah, and we got to yeah. sort it out. And unfortunately, we're going to have to take it out on you a little bit. You seem to be standing in between me and a job. So I'm going to go do me. And then why don't you go do you? You know what I mean? I'm going to give you a shot. You know? Uh, but impressive. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know exactly how much to take from, uh, from you know, individual performances. Um, but Right, because it's hard. How do you grade them against, yeah. you know, a team that, A, isn't, you know, at the at the top of the level, even yeah. at its best. Correct. But, uh, yeah. but if you look at it as what the the U.S. men's national team would have maybe either lost or had a rough time of a match like this in the past. Uh, yeah. And, and so the fact that for they, that, especially yeah. since it's our C squad, I mean, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. The chemistry was uh, was definitely there. I mean, uh, but look, I mean, look at the the the, the stat sheet. I mean, the uh, two goals from uh, Jesus Pereira, uh, two goals from Jonathan Lewis, uh, uh, Miles Robinson uh, with one, and Paul Ariola uh, with two. Paul Ariola was great. I thought he was. Uh, 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 Pereira was great as well. Uh, for coming had, back from an injury, Paul Ariola, amazing. Yeah. Uh, How about Ferreira? Only scored one goal for FC Dallas all season. Two in one game for the men's <laughs> national team. I had, a, I think he had three assists or something like that. Uh, he he looked sharp. And and look, this is not going to be the A squad, um, but a lot of people did get uh, uh, you know the opportunities. It was cool to see Daryl DK uh, to see uh, you know to see Jonathan Lewis play so well. He, he his uh, second goal was unreal. Uh, yeah, Matt so, Turner, Matt Turner standing on his Matt head. Turner. That's the kind of the, and I would say that he is the the brightest. Um, 
uh, or the best sort of story. And, you know, we've had him on the show. Uh, he was uh, one of the first players that came through uh, during during the quarantine. And uh, and we know his story and where he came from, from literally never like not playing organized soccer until he was about 16 years old. He got uh, it out the mud of Park Ridge, New Jersey. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> straight. These, these streets is wild out here. Okay. Okay. They, they, they build, they only build monsters. All right. Like, like me and Matt Turner. All right. <laughs> there's some in the water. There's a, there's a lanky gene in the water out there. <laughs> uh, but no, that it was great to see him. He stopped the penalty. Uh, he played well. He, he, he wasn't put under too much pressure. But when uh, when they needed him, he he did the job. And it was How about Berhalter to... wore Chinese New Year Jordan five lows? Let's go! Hey, yo, the great Berhalter trying to steal the show. All right, it's a new <laughs> year. Yo, Berhalter came out the stunt. He don't care about your country. <laughs> almost actually by now, by the time you're watching and listening to this, it's done. Right, all the uh, transfers are done. So many rumors about Americans heading overseas. Obviously, Brian Reynolds being one of the big ones. Uh, yeah, obviously, we, we spoke to Tom Boger of MLSsoccer.com, and he gave us uh, uh, a few more details, but now it is it is official. Uh, yeah, he and landed. You saw, you saw, yeah, you saw him at the uh, landing in Rome, and uh, he as soon as he stepped off, uh, when, when, as soon as he got out of uh, the, the terminal, he, he hit the paparazzi with uh, just a straight up, boom, uh, yeah. have a nice <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> you know the old uh, big fan of David Vujanic. Uh Yeah, I mean, it's exciting because, like, first of all, no one else at the airport knew who he was. So he but, did this in he the was doorway. surrounded by security, uh, but nobody knew who he was. Yeah, he did this in the doorway. People are protecting him, and everyone's like, there's, like, women with luggage. Like, could you move, thumbs up guy? <laughs> yeah. okay. My Uber's I'll- here. I'm trying to take an unnecessary flight to see my grandmother. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Could you move? <laughs> I need to see her quick. She's very ill. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was it, to me, it was one of the funniest things was like, this is kind of, you know what I mean? That's like a big moment. I remember the first time someone was waiting for me with my name on a placard. Like, mm-hmm. woo, you know, like it's a big moment for him. And there's just Italian people like, I move out of the way. <laughs> you very tall. I don't like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, when, uh, you know, we when we went to Germany, our names were, were on, uh, you know, uh, you know, on the placard. Yeah. Uh, but but we weren't <laughs> heading to uh, sign a three million dollar contract uh, at the other no. end of the destination. Much, you know? <laughs> much opposite. We were going to spend a lot of money on beer. <laughs> Uh, so no, that that was a a, a great uh, it's great news, obviously. Uh, uh, but the the interesting, there's a bit of drama, right? Especially, I want to talk about Aaron Long of the New York Red Bulls. There's uh, there's been rumors that he's been uh, linked to uh, Liverpool uh, was the big one. Yeah, uh, either a Premier League club or just like he wants to play in Europe. He's made it very clear. He said it on on, on many different shows and outlets. Uh, the he said Red it in meetings with the Red Bulls. He said, <laughs> he's called into on- sports radio shows. <laughs> <laughs> he's clearly making, you know, I believe he's 28 years old. He's not, the, the, the opportunities are, are, are going to be slim uh, year after year. Uh, but apparently the, there was, a, uh, Tom Boger did report that there was, uh, and, uh, and Jeffrey Carlisle as well, that uh, that uh, rebels rejected a loan one loan offer from a championship club, uh, which and, I'm thinking is Swansea. No, uh, I heard just because they Redding. seem to be who at uh, Reading. I heard oh. it because Reading is also fighting to try to get in, in uh, uh, to get promoted. I think they're like in 
sixth or seventh or something like that. So they're in for for a possible playoff uh, uh, spot or whatever. Um, but he clearly wants to go. And to hear that the Rebels are rejecting uh, a loan offer, uh, they I think they, they want to just either sell the player uh, and, and just sort of end that. Or, you know, it's also the moves that they're making don't seem to be it doesn't seem to be much interest in letting him go. The uh, you know they 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 traded Tim Parker uh, to the Houston Dynamo, and it, it, you're I'm I'm a little worried. They Aaron made Long him captain. Get... They made Aaron Long captain. <laughs> they're, re- <laughs> they're renaming the locker room, and he's like, no, 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 you guys, you don't no, understand. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't need a statue. I just really want to try out another country. You know, he tells his lady he wants a divorce, and she's like, should we get new couch? And he's like, I don't think you want to. You need a new couch. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm worried. I'm worried they're gonna get to the point where you're having a disgruntled uh, player, and you know, it, you know, they have uh, they have a new coach. It seems like uh, the Rebels have one every year, right? Remember Kaku was like... Oh, yeah, he's, at- he's, he's gone too. He went to um, uh, a, a country inside... Uh, a country inside... A club inside Arabia. Yeah. Uh, I, I forgot which one. But, yo, the Rebels are... Uh, I don't know what they're doing when it comes to just these roster moves. But Aaron Long is such a high-profile player, uh, and, he, and he's older. Crazy Send him to Salzburg. They- you know, do something. I don't. I don't. I don't know what's going on. He's a. I, he's a great uh, center back. Who knows why? Uh, you know, they haven't been able to sort it and out. He's okay. an angry kid too, so I can't imagine <laughs> this is just gonna, you know, go over smoothly in the locker room. Uh, I want to talk about Lionel Messi. Uh, he is a, a man that comes up on the show usually, not, not for great things he's done. It's usually and he just, does do a lot of great things. He does so many great things, <laughs> and you know what? We're we're part of the the mainstream media that don't talk about it. Yeah, right? we're just tossing <laughs> fuel on the flame, baby. <laughs> okay, we're literally every week uh, watching La Liga, rubbing our hands like, "Ooh, I hope something <laughs> negative happens." <laughs> no, uh, Lionel Messi, his contract uh, leaked. The details of what his actual contract are. Have. When I first saw it, I was like, wait, when did Christian and I's contract leak? Oh, this was messy? Wow, he must have the same agents. <laughs> okay, I'm glad, you know, it's good business. That's all. <laughs> Damn. I didn't know Barca had Fubo money. <laughs> the, uh, so, look, some of the details of, of his contract, uh, uh, his, his latest contract that was, that's for, for four years. And, uh, that's ending, that's ending this- 2021. I think the most important number is the overall number. Yes, five hundred and fifty-five million euros. The real number is five hundred fifty-five million two hundred thirty-seven thousand six hundred nineteen euros, which I did the math <laughs> is six hundred and seventy million eight hundred and sixty-five thousand eight hundred and fifty-three dollars and sixteen cents in U.S. dollars. <laughs> that is six hundred and seventy plus million dollars for four years yeah it, but you see the uh, 555 million euros you know how when uh when you watch a movie and they say a phone number and it starts with 555 because you uh, know yeah. it's like they, they can't put a real number so the, clearly the number has to be fake and i i see this and i'm like oh this is clearly a fake number uh yeah. but but no this is quite accurate i tried to dial it that's how big of a number this is <laughs> and you know what popped up it was messy going yeah i got it and he hung up <laughs> wow Oh, wasn't even automated. He answered each one. He's very. Like, he's a busy is, man. Is this your assistant? Nah, it's me. Nah, it was good. It's Leo. You're the only one who called today. 
<laughs> if no, you look it, at it, it breaks that it's 138 million euros guaranteed per season plus variables. And mm. what are variables? Playing 60% of games. Bro, well, you yeah, gotta, you're messy. You got to show up just a little bit more than half the time and you, you get 140 mil. That's pretty good. Imagine I just took off two episodes every month. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, but like if you did some five week months, so like it's about 60%, you'd be like, you're bad at your job. This guy's like, we're going to give you 77 million euros. No, so this is the interesting thing is that after this uh, came out, now the criticism. So look, Lionel Messi has mentioned uh, he's not happy with, with how the club is being run, uh, with, with Bartomeu, with everything. He, he also took to a pay leave. cut. He took a big, uh, yeah, oh, devastating. You got to feel yeah. bad for this man. I mean, look, the sacrifices that he's made. <laughs> he was like, how about 554 million? And they're like, come on, Messi. But the, now it, it, if this feels a little bit like a, a bit of a hit piece. You know, they're going after Lionel Messi, trying to make him look bad because he he, he said he's wanting to leave. And uh, th- there was a uh, all these details, all these quotes, but my favorite one was so ESPN FC. Did a like man on the street asking people in Barcelona, how do you feel about Lionel Messi's contract? And they got all these people. Some people saying like, well, he's brought a lot of money to the club. I understand. Yeah. Uh, some some people are like, well, he's you know he's a legend. You Except understand this what? gully old lady was like, lady, nah. <laughs> they get this old lady being like, it is absurd. He is ruining Barca. They get the oldest of oldest ladies <laughs> yeah. to really attack. Like you can't even go at this lady. Yeah. She's no, like, well, like, were you on the way to the library? Damn. <laughs> I mean, you know, she supported the club uh, uh, since 1928. I mean, what, why, what is she was there when it was created. That's the disrespectful part. She was there when it was created. And now look at her. You know, I think it's, I think it, they keep saying how much he charges the club. He ain't charging the club. The club has offered him this. Yeah, yeah, people in Europe have a very different idea of what a contract is. Two people agreed. You can't mess with Messi. They offered him this. Wow. What, is he going to say no to the money? Yeah. Yeah. I can't charge you that much. I would never say that. <laughs> Fubo, are you listening? I would never say that. <laughs> Offer me this contract just to show everyone. Fubo. Offer me this contract and I'll show you. I won't say no. <laughs> we have uh, an owner of a soccer team on this show. Dennis Crowley is going to be coming up uh, in a little bit. But speaking of owners, let's talk about uh, a new owner getting involved in, in NWSL. The North Carolina Courage have announced that, uh, you know, they got a new investor. Okay, That's now, right. Naomi Osaka. That's right. And uh, obviously the three-time Grand Slam uh, tennis champion. Which I uh, hear is good. I don't know what it is, but Grand Slam sounds great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it sounds like, don't they serve that at Denny's? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you get four plates of uh, pancakes, right? Like a Grand Slam home run. Uh, I don't know anything about tennis, but I do know Naomi Osaka is very good at it. Yeah, she's and uh, she she's from Japan, so I yeah. I wondered why she bought the NC Courage, and she said it's because she's visited uh, North Carolina many times because of her boyfriend rapper YBN uh, uh, Corday. Yeah, do you know him, Kung Fu. I do know YBN Corday. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's also when you see them together, you're like, what is this yeah. about? <laughs> when I read that, I was like, oh, I must be on a joke website because <laughs> YBN Corday hasn't had a hit in a while. Never mind a Grand Slam, and this is a this is a, this is a big this is a big get right here. Is this much promotion? Yeah, yeah. So it it was cool. She's uh I, she wasn't born in Japan. I forgot. I she's American and and Japanese, but she's she, listed as having been born in Japan. Oh, okay, okay. I, I was. 
wasn't sure. All right. So, but she, uh, when I went to Japan uh, two years ago, uh, you know. Here has, we go. Here we go. Christian makes it about himself. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say that she has billboards and everything uh, all around, uh, which is cool. It's just that in, in Japan, you don't see, like, it's when, when it's like black athletes that are like postered uh, everywhere they're obviously they're usually not japanese and they're usually it's usually like they're used in a weird way you know what i mean where it's just like right. not super comfortable but yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She, it's like derrick rose in her kimono and you're like this is <laughs> i'm not gonna thank god i can't read what this is <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah it's like those uh uh you know from lost in translation when bill murray was doing the like the, yeah. the ads and stuff like that so that's usually how it is but but she is like absolute superstar they they love her uh there and it's it's great to see her uh get involved in 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 owning a soccer team but obviously we're seeing uh uh you know angel city obviously and and serena so there's gonna be like this tennis rivalry even within soccer that i think is gonna be great you know you know sky blue was mad they're like why can't she date red man you know? <laughs> <laughs> why couldn't she be dating red man ah <laughs> huh? she sees jersey yeah you know? okay it worked out <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just but incredible. this is great. This is just helping build sort of the the more eyes, more thoughts, more yeah, yeah. top of mind for NWSL. And it continues to grow. And it's wonderful that it's women, uh, women athletes from other sports that are investing in the NWSL and helping it grow. I think it's amazing. Speaking of investing in sports and in potential new businesses for Christian and I, <laughs> you know, especially lawyers, we need them. Uh, we've got Dennis Crowley when we get back right after this. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break up with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. That's right, Gully Squad. Uh, I mean, Gully Squad. I mean, the last during quarantine, huh? Gully Squad has not only become a just a, a dope soccer community, but it's becoming a vital space for my emotional well-being. Okay? <laughs> yes, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have anyone to talk to a lot of the time, and also I would not know what an apple crisp is. <laughs> okay, yeah, we are. This, there's so much uh, communication and. And sharing of food, uh, well, you know, it's it's you know that, that I don't really dwell in that channel too much. No, you're not allowed to. Your girl can see it on your face that you're looking at food. She goes through my phone not to look for like texts from other girls. She's just looking yeah, she's at, like booty pick, booty pick, booty pick sandwich. Sam, what is this? How dare you, you betray me like this? She's messaging me home record. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, Gully Squad is obviously the, you know, it, essentially the, the, the Cooligans community uh, of people that are fans of soccer, fans of comedy, fans of food, fans uh, of pizza. Uh, it's an opportunity to help uh, support uh, the, the content that we put out, help us put out more content uh, that we can deliver to the masses and also get some exclusive content uh, for yourself. So there's a, a bunch of really cool things going on in there. We have an amazing uh, uh, Slack channel that may or may not exist. Who knows? Hey. Uh, even though we just talked about it. Exactly, but, you know, it's vague. It's very vague. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you can join at, at, at any level. You can join. Uh, you can give, uh, like, five bucks, ten bucks. You can give more. If you give more, there's more perks involved, like, uh, you know, merch and, and, and a pin and stickers and different things like that. So uh, it's if you're a fan of soccer, uh, if you're a fan of comedy, we highly recommend you joining. Uh, and it, it definitely helps the show grow uh, so we can do a bunch of other fun things, you know, in 2021 when we can find 
money travel we can be able, be able to go do live shows and do live events and do a lot of other things like that so uh plus you get some really exclusive stuff like when we release the uh the pins you get a pin for joining that's right when we release the pop socket you got a pop socket for joining stuff like that so there's a lot of really good exclusive stuff it's not just being a part of the uh you know slack channel that may or may not exist but trust me that's a dope part of it very much so so uh, go to soccercooligans.com and click on the join gully squad button now Hi, baby. We're back on the Cooligans Living Room FC, and Christian, our guest, is finally here. I can't. I'm. I'm quite excited. This is uh, someone who we've been wanting to talk to for years. Yeah. Uh, at this point, and we did get. We did get to meet once. I believe. I, I believe it was at a United Soccer Coaches Convention, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Uh, and you were like, "Yo, we should introduce ourselves, comedians with the show," and I'm like. Let me go first so I could sneak in some startup pitches. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're looking, obviously, we got a great idea. We're looking for investors. Right. Uh, uh, you know, How do you at- feel about lightly illegal? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's the name of the company. Right? <laughs> right? We're not shying away from it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's how you fool the feds. You, know? <laughs> you lean in harder. Uh, but this dude, uh, you know, if you know anything about American soccer, you've seen this dude's name. Um, you've seen the brand name of his uh, soccer club. You probably don't know where they're where they're based in, right? You, you're like, why do you start a club in Jamaica, right? Like you, you, you're not 100 percent sure, but you've seen the logo. You know the name. He's in every photo of every major event before the lockdown. Uh, so we're finally happy to have him here, ladies and gentlemen. The owner of Kinston Starcade, the one, the only, Dennis Crowley, everybody. Dennis, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? That's quite the uh, quite the intro. I- I'm here to hear more about lightly illegal. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even kidding. I do have an idea that of that's. I've asked six lawyers. Three have said, "I don't know." Others are like, "I think you can get away with it." I'm taking the commercial break <laughs> because this lightly illegal idea is heavily illegal. Uh, okay, just let's just say the three lawyers that said, "I think you." Can away with it we're also in basement offices so uh you tell me if you're still into it that is uh thank you so much uh, for joining us like i did say we've been uh hoping to speak to you for a long time because especially when we started uh when the sh- before it was a tv show and the cool games was just a podcast you were a, a a name who came up uh often especially when we were uh, realizing and learning how much is in- involved and invested at the at the you know, the foundation of American soccer yeah. uh, and, and w- with Kingston Stockade. So I, I want to just talk mm. a little bit about your uh, participation in this and, and wanting to be a part of American soccer in this particular way. And then we'll get into, you know, trying to disrupt the system uh, <laughs> yeah. in some way. But but what 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 led to you wanting to get involved in the game this Because you're known for making money. Why would you want to lose money in American soccer? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know it was, it was all about losing money at the beginning. At the beginning, it was, it was me and my buddies were, were in a, um, you know, five-a-side league in the, in the city, in, in New York City. And, you know, just, just, um, we're out after a match. I'm sure we lost, you know, having beers. And there was this conversation about like, what would have to happen for our club, which, which was called Alphabet City to play the Red Bulls, for example, like, yeah. you know, cause people knew about the open cup. We didn't really know how it worked and how you'd qualify in the league structure. And, you know, the next day I just kind of fell down this internet rabbit hole of like lower division soccer and was thinking like we we should make one of these like we're good at building stuff uh let's let's build a club 
And, you know, long story short, we ended up building it in, in, um, in Kingston, New York, which is about two hours north of New York City in the Hudson Valley. Uh, my wife and I have a house up there. It turns out there was a, a, like a stadium that's very, very lightly used. It hasn't been renovated in years, which calls our, our you know, that's now our home stadium. Uh, and it's just been, it's been awesome. It's been a, a fantastic experience building this thing from scratch. And then as we were going through the work to build it, we kind of had the idea of like, why don't we just write about this thing? Let's build it, build it in public. Let's write about everything we did right, everything we did wrong, every question we have, every question that goes unanswered. Let's share all the financials. Let's share all the data that we have in the hopes that it will make it easier for the next person to come along um, and, and start a club from scratch. And, and that's exactly what it's done. It's just kind of like, just, you know, it's, it's become like a, a, some of our work has become a little bit like an instruction manual, like yeah, how yeah, to, a blueprint. How to your own soccer team, how to create your first soccer team. And it's yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. Do you need a shirt sponsor? Cause lightly illegal needs ways to funnel money. <laughs> <laughs> we need to hide the funds. Um, when you look at the manifesto that you put out that specifically yeah. said year one, here's what we did. I remember reading and you were like, I washed the jerseys. I'm like, no, he didn't. he's rich. But yeah, you're taking your Tesla back and forth to the laundry. Get out of here. But uh, when you look at that, do, has anyone reached out to you? Have you inspired more clubs to open? And it, do do they blame you? you know? uh, yeah. I, I remember that, you know, the, after we published that first um, that first piece, going into like an NPSL meeting, we play in a league called the NPSL and go into the owners meeting. And there was a mixed reaction of like, what are you doing telling people how much it costs to do this? And other people being like, this is great. It's going to it's going to make it more accessible. I, I wasn't really sure. But, you know, in with a couple of years hindsight, it's it's totally clear that it made it much more accessible for people to say, oh, I can do this on like a, you know, thirty thousand, fifty thousand dollar budget. Like I can I, I can run, you know, 12, 14 home games and still do this and, and start this platform. It's not going to bankrupt me. You know, like I think just just saying the part aloud about like it doesn't have to lose money. It probably won't make money, but your goal should be to get to break even. And it might take you a couple of years to do that. That just it just level sets expectations. And, you know, it's the same thing like with, with, you know, I come from a tech startup world. When people talk about like what works and what doesn't, what's easy and hard and, and tech startups or management or whatever, it just makes it easier for the next person to come around and do it. And, you know, there's tons of business books and tons of startup books. And what we found when we started Kingston Stockade was like, you know, I went on the Internet and Googled. How do you start a stalker team from scratch? And there was nothing. You know, it's yeah. like, well, let's let's fill the void with our own stuff. And, and we know now in hindsight, it's, it's like, you know, I, I probably do a call a week still, even in quarantine times uh, of people somewhere in the world that want to want to do a club. I'm talking to this guy um, from Rome uh, later this week. I have no idea who he is. He's reached out on LinkedIn. I'm like, sure, I'll make half an hour to talk to you. <laughs> Um, you know, we'll never play you. I'll never see a match probably. But like, if I can help him go from this is impossible to like, oh yeah, maybe I can do this. Then that's great. How yeah, the hell yeah. did it take us so long to get you on the show? <laughs> it's some random <laughs> I'll, I'll be on every day if you want me. To. <laughs> the uh, th that is a uh, uh, wild. Like, I'm, and you did also mention the the, the, the tech background. Obviously, you are uh, a founder of Foursquare, uh, uh, which is a huge company. You know, you, where you see you see them everywhere. Um, the, how does you know? I come from a computer science background and IT, uh, so. You know, we're let's let's talk. Uh, right. Look at look at I'm finally glad I got to see these two peers. <laughs> you know, okay. I've uh, replaced a couple motherboards in my life. Hey uh, now. <laughs> Dirty <laughs> talk. Oh, that's a computer part? We can oh. use someone like you at lightly illegal. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Uh, but the, uh, the, the knowledge and experience that you've gained from the tech world uh, is it, starting to feel a little bit like soccer is becoming the new tech boom in some, in some strange way. Is there um, the, the, the knowledge and experience that you've gained from, uh, you, you know, and, and, and that business, how, has, do you, how do you feel like it, it's helped in, in soccer? Yeah, I think like the probably the, the one big thing is that like it's really hard to it's really hard to make something from scratch. And you know, Foursquare is my my second tech company, and in each time it, you've got this like imp, impossible amount of stuff to build, and you just do a little bit of it every day. And it was kind of the same thing with the with building Stockade. It's like I don't even know how much stuff there is to do. Like we were really naive, thinking like, oh, there's got to be ten things. You buy some kits, you hire a coach, and have tryouts, right? Yeah, what else? Yeah. <laughs> it turns out there's a laundry list of a thousand things you got to do. And you know, after after building things that are big, you kind of get used to like, oh, well, this is probably a big thing. Let's just break it down into a hundred parts, and we'll do one part every day for a hundred days. And then you're like, oh wow, look at this, we made some yeah. progress. And I think that that's that's really the big thing. It's it's identifying a big opportunity, you know, breaking it down into a set of like smaller problems you have to solve and then tasking yourself to do a little bit of work every single day so you can start making enough progress that it builds momentum and gets people excited. Okay. What is what is the goal? Because when you looked at starting a club, it seems like you kind of not blase, but you did it without this like overall, <clears throat> you know, image in mind. Where is it now? Is it an academy? Is it? You know where where's where's the where's the Crowley effect going to come in for the Kingston Stockade? <laughs> the goal the goal was like I want to take my kids to a soccer match in Kingston. I want my friends to take their kids, and I don't want to drive two hours into the city. You know that 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 was it, right? And so I I kind of had pretty low expectations about it. It wasn't until the first tryout that we had where we got together, and you know we we had we you know had some scouts come and, and help us bring people together. We looked around, and be like, holy. Sh- like, I don't know if I can swear. Holy yeah. crap. There's, there's, there's a lot of talent in this room. Like this is gonna, this isn't just going to work. This is going to work in a big way. Cause he, there's, there's talent here. And then we, we first had our, our, our first home game. It was a friendly and I was so busy running around trying to set everything up. Cause we didn't really have like a group of volunteers to help. So I'm just running around doing it all that you, you didn't, we didn't realize, you know, at, at, until like three minutes into the match, um, you turn around, it's like, holy cow, there's 800 people in the stands. Like, this is this is going to be a, a, a big deal. Um, so, like, you know, it just kind of sneaks up on you. We didn't expect it to be awesome. I also didn't expect it to be this thing that people use as an example. Like, oh, I, I want to build a club just like Stockade. I just want to do it in Rome. I just want to do it, you know, outside of Phoenix or whatever, you know. Um, and, you know, I had these goals for our first couple of years. Like, the, the number one goal was was qualify for the U.S. Open Cup. That is the club, that is the, you know, the, the thing that inspired us. I'm like, if we could if we could qualify that for that in the first five years and we qualified in our second season, I was like, wow. I mean, we got knocked out of the first game, but like, well, you know, that yeah, yeah. kind of showed us what we could do. And, and once you get a taste of that, all you want to do is get back to that. So I want to get back to that. I want to host a U.S. Open Cup game somewhere in the Hudson Valley because that would just be amazing. I do want to spin up a women's team. We're doing small experiments with the, with the youth team and youth academy. Like, I, there's a lot to do. There's, I, I, I imagined that we'd be further along because technically 2020 would have been our fifth season, but we didn't, we didn't play, yeah. right? 2021 would be our sixth season, but like, I don't even know if we're going to have a season yet. Um, so everything's kind of on pause, but we, we will we will get to do those things. Like okay. I look at this, 
I look at like stockade as like, this is the thing I will work on for the rest of my life in some, in some capacity. Like you just chip away at it forever. And uh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, he, put, he put on the jersey. How great is that? <laughs> I my t-shirt into a jersey with the help of this. Help of this. <laughs> um, so, the, uh, so one thing I wanted to uh, talk about uh, real quick on, uh, you know what, let's, actually, let's start with Street FC because you are, we've had Kyle Martino on the show. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a regular uh, member of Street FC. I, and uh, I've in- heard of it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Alexis, he's seen the clips on Instagram. So not, it, not for me, but I, I like that it exists. Well, hitting the like button is good. <laughs> counts. Uh, but Street FC has been a really cool thing, and, and you are uh, a part of it as well with Kyle Martino. Um, the 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 level. I'm sure you know. Having started a, a, a soccer team uh, is helpful when getting a lot of knowledge. Not only that, but like having that platform and experience from the tech world. Because one thing I love about Street FC, Jenny. I'm not just blowing smoke. The app is great. It's very simple. You can find a game. You know where the game is. Yeah. It's easy to join it. Uh, you got to get in early because a lot of people can try to get in those, yeah, those yeah. games. Um, but the what has that experience like uh, uh, getting to form Street FC? Yeah. So, I mean, I met Kyle when he was running for USF president. And, um, you know, because I was a, a team member of the, of the MPSL and was doing a lot of writing and stuff about it. And, you know, we just, we got to talking about a whole bunch of other stuff and he had pitched me on this idea that he had. And, you know, the way he pitched Street FC to me originally was, um, it's like soul cycle, but for, for pickup soccer, which is really like you, you're, you're a member of this club. Um, and when you're a member, you, you get to play games, you play pickup soccer games and we host the games, right? Like there's a ton of services out there that just like help people find pickup games. But the problem with, most of them is that like half the games don't materialize, right? Like, yeah. oh, I signed up to play, but then only two people showed up. And it's like, why am I using this app if the, the games don't even happen? Mm-hmm. And so, what, you know, the service that we run, all you do is show up like you would to like a SoulCycle class. And all the gear is there. Someone there running the game. Uh, we make sure that you're playing with people on your skill level. We make sure that people are adhering to the, the rules. I, I make sure to show up to Street FC games wearing my cycling pants, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people, they get, you, you better get used to this because I'm going to nutmeg right. you. You into we all have a lot of leggings and they are <laughs> it, loose in the front if you guys were it, It's mad because like it brings out all these different types of people, right? Like Kyle is a five-star player. I am a one-star player. And so if you think about the technical hurdle of like, okay, you've got you know 5,000 players in, in New York and you want to spawn games at different times, but you need to make sure you spawn them in the right place and you're able to get the right amount of people that match up and so it's a good game, but you're still able to fill all the games. It's a, it's a logistic challenge like yeah. you know, in the same way that like uber has a challenge like where are the cars at the right time to make sure everyone gets picked up street fc is the same thing so it's like it's super fun to play and it's a really interesting technical challenge and when you solve it you you get people together for you know an hour or two hours and they're having a time of their life so it's, yeah yeah it, uh, one thing i do enjoy about that like uh, sometimes a different level of, of player because sometimes you know you'll you could you could show up to a game and then like Kyle Martino's passing you the ball, and you're like, yo, I just, a U.S. men's national team player, just, I'm just doing some one twos over yeah. here. I yeah. think my <laughs> app is broken. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, no, man. that's amazing. Uh, great. And so we built all this stuff in. So you rate people as well. Well, Kyle is much better than I was. And yeah. he would rate me and be like, oh, Dennis is much worse than I was. <laughs> and, you know, the system is designed to kind of balance itself out over time. Yeah, yeah. You know what? This is my, my uh, one suggestion for Street FC. I haven't, I, I should have mentioned this to Kyle. I think the you should use futsals instead of regular soccer balls. Why? Because there's some games I play, yeah. and some of these guys 
are so good. Some of the women too are so yeah. good that I'm like, all right, you need to slow how you fast slow you're down. passing the ball to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I need yeah. the, you know, I need a lead. I need some lead in the soccer ball. So you want to take down. a weighted ball off the chest is what you're saying. <laughs> all right, Christian. But usually a football, a football stays on the ground. Usually it rarely bounces up. That's my suggestion. Maybe not, maybe not all the games, but some maybe, of the games. Maybe we suggest a one star game for you then <laughs> instead of a five. star. How <laughs> dare you insult me yeah. on my television show. Yeah. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually added in one star. Dennis said negative stars. You didn't hear yeah, you're probably you're more like a three star. I'm still, I'm still a one star. No, I that's all good, man. It, it's, it's genuinely great. Right? And you did mention uh, having met Kyle uh, when he was running for U.S. Mm-hmm. Soccer uh, President. We also uh, that's where we had him on our show when he was running. That was like. That was huge for us. We were like, we had one yeah. of the candidates on our podcast talking yeah. about yeah. what he wanted to do. And it, even when I first spoke to Kyle and 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 really talking to him about what, how he wanted American soccer, what he wanted it to look like in the future, yeah. um, that having that conversation with him, it was kind <laughs> of inspiring. And and I think it probably led to you know you being more passionate about it as well. I would imagine, and you were involved in a, in a lawsuit with U.S. Soccer to really to try to institute promotion and relegation. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was a while ago. I don't remember all the sort of details about it, but if uh, do, do you want to talk a little bit about what that case was and where, where it really stemmed from and why you pursued that? Yeah, yeah. We, we, um, we filed a uh, request, for arbit- uh, request for arbitration with the Court of Arbitration of Sport, which is like that's the that's the world court that oversees all sporting stuff. So they oversee like the Olympics and uh, and the World Cup and and you know everything else that goes under it. I'm just picturing like a floating uh, office with a round desk and a glowing orb in the middle. <laughs> I always pictured it like the Hall of Justice for the superheroes. You know, like with Superman and Wonder Woman hanging yeah. on. Stuff. Yeah, if you're guilty, the floor just breaks out from underneath you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like in Jabba's palace, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, we 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 really like we we had gone and and uh, and, and filed this request. And said, "Hey, listen. If you look at the the PDF rule book that FIFA sends out to all of its its member clubs, uh, it states that you know um, you know federations are required to have a system of promotion relegation in order to you know to play under the the larger FIFA ecosystem. And you know we we basically just raised our hand and said, if you look, the U.S. does not adhere to those standards. Can you provide some clarification as to why the U.S. is allowed to not do that, where the rest of the world is required to do that? Um, and you know this was a case that went on for like I don't know, it was for two months or so. Like I, was, I just went and, and reviewed the decision just before we got on the call here, and because I'm thinking in my head, gosh, that was that was so long ago. But really, it was in it was in February of of. Um, of 2020. So it was less than a year ago that that decision came out. And then all the analysis around the decision, which, which, which was, was done. But basically, FIFA struck down, uh, I'm sorry, the Court for Arbitration of Sport, um, uh, they, they, they decided against us. And they said, listen, it, it, it's FIFA. FIFA can do whatever they want. And if, if that means that FIFA wants to enforce the rules in the U.S., but uh, I'm sorry, wants to you know enforce the rules all through Europe, but doesn't want to enforce them in the U.S., then that's their right to do so. And that, that seems wrong, in my yeah. opinion. And now you start to see this stuff with the Super League things that are happening all throughout Europe. And it's like, well, that's just 
like I feel like our decision in the inaction that was taken has led to some strategy about like, well, what else can we get away with elsewhere in the world? Let's let's do this non-promotion and relegation league uh, all throughout Europe because it, it's it's you know they're they're not going to um, police it in the United States. So I don't know how all of it's going to unfold. I do know that our involvement in that has kind of wound down, and that and, you know now the decision was handed last last year. But it's interesting to see the repercussions of that. Um, extend, um, you know, e- even to today. If you're, you know, I'm not even trying to play devil's advocate, but if the, if you watch the conversation on Twitter unfold as these things happen, there are some people who say, well, fine, if MLS doesn't want to do it, it seems like USL is in prime position to have some type of promotion relegation with their three-tiered system, MPSL uh, yep. and some of the other leagues. Has that, and maybe you can't answer specifically, but you personally, I mean, maybe those conversations have happened. Maybe you can tell us, maybe you could break that news here. Or... Just what are your thoughts on something like that? Is that even feasible? Because it's such a big country. Um, it, it is such a big country, but there are certainly, it's not like there there is no plan to do it. If you follow pro-rel Twitter for 24 hours, you will be exposed to eight different competing plans of how to break the U.S. into component chunks so that we can have a tiered system like the U.K. does, for example. Uh, there's no shortage of plans. The problem is, is that like in order to in order to choose a plan, to commit to a plan and to execute on the plan, you need leaders to do so. And the leaders for soccer in the U.S. is the USSF. And the USSF has shown over and over and over again that they are just not interested in doing this. And so they, they can't, you know, they're not going to help. They're not going to provide any sort of vision, leadership, or timeline. They're not going to hold leagues' hands and bring them together at the same table. Like, there's nobody to do it. And so in the absence of nobody doing it, the leagues have to kind of do it on their on their own. Like, MLS isn't going to work with anyone else. USL is trying to build their own thing. Yeah. Like, will, will NISA work with, with other leagues? I think they're open to it. Is the NPSL want to work with other leagues? Sure, we're open to it. But, um, you know, it's, it's very um, – towards the middle and the bottom parts of the pyramid, it's all about, like, survival. Like, let's just keep these leagues going as long as we can. And then once things are stable, then we'll put them together. Um, but without, like, leadership incentives, like, some, some form of, of vision and inspiration and assistance from the top, from the USSF, it's just – it's really hard to do. Yeah, this uh, you know, when I think of uh, I hear this and I think of the 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 COVID uh, testing and vaccine rollout where, where we had no federal <laughs> guidance. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, states, figure it out. You yeah. sort it out. Uh, Best of luck, buddy. Here comes the truck <laughs> with vaccines. <laughs> it's a it's a perfect analogy for this stuff. Like you need someone to like at the top to articulate the plan to put it together and force it and and a whole team of people to help do it. And it's just. We're just not seeing it happen, you know. All right. Thank you again to everyone for joining us, uh, watching today's show. Thank you so much to Dennis Crowley uh, uh, for joining us as well, uh, uh, you know, sharing some wisdom uh, from the tech and soccer world. Uh, and agreeing to, to start our startup with us, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> the lawyer okay. up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's our, that's our next business. Lawyer up, baby. Uh, it's, it's babies that are lawyer. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> You want to sue your parents? <laughs> Is that milk too 
hot. <laughs> Dennis, is there anything uh, you want to uh, let people know about before we sign off? Yeah, I, I got to go through the list of shameless plugs. First of all, thanks for having me on the show. This is super fun. Like the most fun thing I've done all day, all month. Thank um, you. You know, if, if anyone has any questions and wants to talk soccer stuff or tech stuff or whatever, I'm at Dens, D-E-N-S, on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, if you're interested in, in what we're doing at Stockade FC, um, at Stockade FC, Instagram and Twitter, and StockadeFC.com. Uh, Street FC, uh, you got to come out and play. Like, we're still kind of winding it down. We want to wind it up again soon, as hopefully, right, as people are getting shots in their arms. Uh, that's at Street FC. You can download the app on the App Store. Uh, and then, uh, hey, if you're looking, if, if you're dreaming of putting a team in a league, like, look at the NPSL. Fourth Division Soccer is where it's at. Super fun. Love to see you there. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully uh, we see some more games uh, this uh, this year. We haven't gone. We've been we've been wanting to go to Kingston to, to watch a game. I'm hoping the sooner uh, no the sooner the better that we get to do something like that. And I know you you guys you guys do um, well. You have guest announcers. Uh, for games yeah. yes yeah so yeah. this is we were kind of talking about that a couple of years ago uh, we yeah. would love to do something like that it'd be so so fun that'd be great. I'm put it in my notebook so i do not forget so all right nice. sweet so love to have you guys. It'd be great. <laughs> uh okay everybody uh yes uh, make sure to support dennis and uh kingston stockade and street fc make sure you follow us at soccer cooligans uh, as well on all social media pl- platforms uh follow at fubo sports and subscribe to the fubo sports youtube channel for full episodes of the program uh all right dennis let us end the show uh Uh, the way we normally do, as is tradition. Uh, So thank you again for joining us. So for Dennis Crowley, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The (laughs) Coolians! You really thought we were going to (laughs) trade I I was waiting. I was like, you have to say it. You have to say it.